Hello and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Amber and my website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. I am a Reiki master and a shamanic practitioner with my own private practice in the UK. I specialize in core wound healing, transformational calls, life purpose work, sacred union work and intuitive readings. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. I'd like to say before I get into the heart of this podcast, I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone who listens to these podcasts and sends me such lovely messages. I'm always really touched when I receive feedback about um, about this work, you know, um, it is freely shared. I've been doing these podcasts for a very long time now, and they are my way of just reaching out and hopefully triggering some responses, some awakenings, planting some seeds, uplifting your day, getting you to think a bit more, awaken to who you really are, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I often get asked how you can support me in this work, and that is very kind. So yes, um, all of the podcasts and the YouTube clips are free, and they take a lot of time and energy to create and it costs to host them on servers and so on, websites cost and all of that. So I, I put that out as my offering into the world. But um, yeah, all donations are gratefully received and go back, all, the, all of that energy goes back into the work. If you go onto the website, which is sacredspacehealing.org, and if you just click on the home button, um, there'll be a drop down menu. And on that is a donations tab. If you just click on that, there's a PayPal button and you can send as much or as little as you like. All of that money goes directly into creating more podcasts, more um, YouTube clips and more free resources for people. So um, so thank you and, and all donations are gratefully received. So today's podcast, ooh, this is a, this is a this is an interesting one and I'm going to put it out there. I actually don't have an opinion on this. Um this isn't the gospel according to Amber. It's not the gospel according to anyone, but I'm going to put some post some questions out there to to shake things up a little bit to get you thinking. The question is and this is for those of you that have been following the Sacred Union work and the Twin Flame series. The question is, what if twin flames don't exist? So uh, those of you that, that follow the twin flame series, that f- follow the sacred union work, and those of you that co- have contacted me over the years, uh, and that's many people for the sacred union work, you know, this is quite a question to put out there. What if twin flames do not exist? And the reason I ask that is it's become huge business in the last few years. I've got another podcast out there called um, Twin Flame Healer Red Flags. And that's just some stuff to look out for when you're looking for a twin flame healer. But I just want to bring this up to see what it stirs in our collective consciousness. What if twin flames do not exist? What if they are a construct of the establishment, if you like? You know, what if they are a construct um, of the media, um, of big business, and, and it is big business behind spirituality. You know, your big, your kind of big spiritual leaders, the big publishing houses, the big media companies that peddle spirituality. It is big business because we are all seeking, and it'll never stop being big business because we will always be seeking a greater connection, and we will always seek love. We will always be struggling, and thinking that we're struggling when it comes to things like money and health 
and career and love, you know, and these are the areas that big business spirituality is geared towards. So what if this is a construct of big business spirituality? I didn't know anything about the term twin flame uh, until about 2009. And even then, it wasn't really something that people talked about, but it was, um, I don't know how I stumbled across it, to be honest. I think I was Googling something and I came across the the, the the phrase, the term twin flame. And there were a couple of people that were doing twin flame readings at the time. And I had a Reiki master who talked about it a little bit in terms of readings. And that sort of planted a seed in me of what is this? You know, what is this union? But it, it was a familiar seed in me because I had, for as, long, as long as I can remember, been having that feeling that I wanted to have union with my beloved, that I wanted to have that union where you feel that it's two halves coming together, but it's two whole halves coming together to create another whole, which is your union. And by whole, I mean, you know, W-H-O-L-E, another, another whole unity, which is your union. Um, so I'd always had that yearning, but I didn't have a phraseology for it. I, I didn't have a, a label for it. And then I saw that there was this label called Twin Flame. And I didn't really know what I thought about that label. You know, and over the years, it's Twin Flame, Twin Soul, Twin Ray. I mean, I think a lot of these labels are basically saying the same thing. And that is about this harmonious union with the one, right? But what if there isn't the one? What if this is a beautiful marketing ploy that works on several different levels? So first of all, it keeps us constantly seeking, searching and yearning, and it keeps us in separation consciousness because it tells us if we misunderstand the truth behind sacred union, it tells us that we are incomplete in some way until we have come into harmonious and total union with our twin flames. And that if we're in a soulmate relationship, if we're in one of these lesser relationships, it's because we're not evolved enough, we haven't cleared all our karma, we're not spiritually, you know, high enough. And that there's only some chosen few that get to be in a harmonious union with their twin flames, and we want to be like them. And these chosen few seem to be the people that are peddling to us twin flame services, healings, readings, books, videos, courses, retreats. Um, I have said in other podcasts, I'm sure, that this is big business and I've been told by Twin Flame readers that this is known within the industry, within the kind of spiritual world, the Twin Flame healer world of as big business and that it is very easy to get yourself clients if you market yourself in a certain way and offer certain retreats, um, workshops, courses and activations and so on. And um, I've also been told that uh, uh, from insiders that a lot of these twin flame healer couples or twin flame couples who present themselves as beloveds aren't actually beloveds. They're, you know, business people that have come together and they found a really good business uh, plan, um, a really good marketing plan. And they're, they're friends or their colleagues or their business colleagues. And they're marketing themselves as beloveds in order to to sell their courses. Now, there's probably some truth in their courses, self-love, self-care, um, sacred sexuality, tantra, and so on. But what they've done is they've taken you know, sort of sacred um, teachings and watered them down and made a lot of money out of them. So when you scratch at the surface of the twin flame um, terminology and the marketplace of it, its business model, when you scratch at the surface of it, it starts to disintegrate. You know, you, you start to really think, see, who can I actually trust within this model of the twin flame healer or the twin flame course or the twin flame reader? Um, 
and I speak from personal experience and also from things that I've heard from people within the the industry. And so what if twin flames don't exist? You know, what if we don't have just one person that we're meant to be with? What if the twin flame is an energy? It is us connecting to God, spirit, universe, and unconditional love and connecting to that space of union of the beloved and that that energy then seeks to find a way to manifest into the physical and it will seek to find a way to manifest into the physical through whatever means that it can, you know, through another person, through an experience, through a place in nature. And that often it's trying to find the right vehicle and the right vehicle will be a person who is spiritually and consciously and energetically clear and aware enough to allow this energy of unconditional love to move through them and then find its its counterpart in the physical world. Um, what if it was something like that? You know, uh, what if we can have twin flame union with anyone, as long as we bring God spirit universe into our union, that person then becomes our twin flame because we've brought God spirit universe into our union. What if, what if that is what a twin flame union is? Um, what if it's a, all a marketing strategy and a marketing ploy and it never really existed and really we're all just bumbling around trying to make relationships work and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't and, and why they work and why they don't is, is not really down to whether someone's our twin flame or not. Um, some of you might have heard of the Course in Miracles, and the Course in Miracles talks about how everyone is our teacher. Everyone is our is is here to elevate us in some way if we allow them to be our teacher, and that our greatest teachers are those that we are in relationship with, and that if we can bring God, and the Course in Miracles talks about God, if we can bring God into our relationships, we elevate that relationship into something that's sacred. So if we can bring God into our relationships, we can make our partner, we can make our union a twin flame union because now we have uh, God moving through our union. It's not just two people egoically trying to make something work or addictively trying to make something work or just sexually lusting after each other, but there is an added dimension to it. And the added dimension is that these two people are together in, in union, in love, in uh, physical union, emotional union, spiritual and mental union, but they're also using their union to create good in the world, to raise the vibration, to be of service, and that together the two of them become this powerhouse that can create um, lasting change in the universe and on this planet that is for the betterment of mankind. And that that is the definition of twin flame union and sacred union is that these two people come together because they have a mission that they're here to fulfill together. And their mission is a joint mission. And although they can fulfill it individually, when they come together, they're even stronger when they come together. Now we can have this with anyone really, if we bring God into that relationship, we can elevate any relationship. If we bring God's spirit universe, a higher level of consciousness and love and vulnerability and open communication into that relationship, any relationship can be elevated. Um, so what makes a twin flame relationship stand out? If you go on the internet, you'll see that there's lots of checklists, like, you know, there'll be a healing process that you go through triggering old wounds, clearing karma, um, you'll feel a connection to this person that you've never felt to anyone else. You'll feel like they've always known you. You feel that they can see into your soul. You can see into theirs. You feel that what you how you connect is multidimensional, and um, there is huge truth to that. 
Um, what, what I can also say is that it, there is also truth to the fact that we can have perme permeations of that with other people, that it may never be that intense, it may never be that strong, it may never be that potent with another, but we can have a lesser version of that with another. Um, and sometimes a very strong lesser version of that with another, you know, one that is less triggering, perhaps one that is less um, chaotic or less painful or less difficult. And the only reason it would be triggering chaotic and or difficult is because wounds are coming to the surface to be looked at. And that is for our growth and that is for our healing. And that helps us elevate to the next level in our consciousness um, as a couple and as individuals. But how, sometimes those wounds, those triggerings can be very painful, depending on what our life stories have been. And we may find that with someone else, with another partner, it's not so painful and that we're able to maybe bypass the work um, or we're able to do some of the work, but we don't go to, to the nth degree. Now, for me, all that means is that this isn't our last incarnation, as in, if we believe in reincarnation, we'll, look, we'll come back and we'll deal with some of that stuff, that ancestral stuff, that karmic stuff. And for those that don't want to come back, for those that it is their last incarnation, they will push on through. And the reward of pushing on through, of doing all that hard work, is that you finally manifest heaven on earth and you get to be with your beloved, with your twin flame in the physical world and you get to create heaven on earth with them. Um, do we believe that? Do we feel that that's possible? Do we feel that that's a construct that keeps us going round and round and round in finding pain and healing pain? Does it, is it a construct? Is it a, a way of thinking that means that we become addicted or attracted to those that are actually triggering our wounds? And sometimes the relationships that trigger our wounds aren't necessarily the most healthy relationships. Narcissistic relationships or narcissistic partners can be very wound triggering because often narcissists will um, align themselves, will be attracted to empaths, those that are incredibly sensitive. And a narcissist is wrapped up in themselves, as the term suggests. So it will be a very painful relationship for the empath that is going through all this clearing and this healing. But it's not a painful relationship for the narcissist. They're drawing energy off the pain of the empath. Um, so is that a twin flame relationship? Would the empath say, oh, I'm with my twin flame, but the narcissist wouldn't say that at all. The narcissist would say, oh, well, I've just met someone and I quite enjoy spending time with them, but I also equally enjoy spending time with another 10 other people that I have the same kind of connection with. Whereas the empath is saying, oh, I've met my twin flame because I'm clearing my wounds and I'm going through this dark night of the soul and I feel this huge connection. And often that huge connection is to do with love bombing, which is the way narcissists work in that they, they draw people in by love bombing them, by emulating them, by becoming their frequency. And then once they've got this person and got their energy, they then turn on them. They're cruel, they're vindictive. Um, I'm sure there's better people out there that can explain why narcissists believe, behave in this way. It's often because they grew up in environments like that and they never really learned how to love. So this is become their definition of love. It's like a toxic definition. And empaths, those that are more sensitive or more, as in they feel more, are drawn to those that are suffering in some way. Um, and so it's inevitable that they will be drawn to someone like a narcissist because underneath it all, the narcissist is in a lot of pain. And the empath wants to heal that in some way. 
So often what is called twin flame relationships are just a narcissist and an empath that have come together. And it's usually that the narcissist buggers off and goes on to their next partner. And the empath is left saying, oh, I met my twin flame, but they don't want me or I met my twin flame and it didn't work out. Or what can I do? I need to heal myself. Um, so I'm posing these questions in case it triggers something in you for you to reevaluate what your belief system is when it comes to twin flames and soulmates and union and sacred union. You know, do you feel that there is only one person out there for you in this entire universe? And if so, are they incarnate at this time? Are they incarnate in such a way that you can be together? Um, sometimes there are huge age differences between twin flames, cultural differences, geographical differences. Sometimes the personalities of two people just mean that it's just not going to work. It's just so much work and that they would have a better relationship with someone else. But that doesn't mean that they can't fulfill their mission while they're here on planet Earth. And it doesn't mean that they can't fulfill their mission together by energetically supporting each other through friendship or through business. Um, these are all ways of looking at twin flame unions. There's all out there on the internet, but it's also just understandings that I've come to realize working with clients for many, many years and witnessing different permutations and permeations of unions and soulmate unions and twin flame unions and twin ray unions. So the question I want to ask is, you know, does it exist? Because if it doesn't exist, we've been sold a mighty fine lie and we've probably spent a lot of money and had a lot of yearning on that lie. And it seems to be that predominantly a lot of women give away their power to this lie, that there's a lot of wonderfully talented, creative, innovative, beautiful women out there that have been hurt in some way by a man that they feel is their twin flame and now they spend the rest of their days going round and round in circles saying, well, there's a wound in me that I need to heal because this is why the relationship didn't work out. And yes, there probably is a wound in them that they need to heal. But at the same time, a lot of their power is being given away to this notion that if I heal this wound, I'll come into union with my twin flame. And we don't even know if the person that they met was their twin flame because we don't even know that twin flames exist. And I think whatever we believe in, exists you know whatever we believe we manifest so if we believe in a twin flame union we're going to see that wherever we go we're going to look for that if we believe that a twin flame union is something that is painful or is destined not to work out then we're going to see that wherever we go as well um so this is about what your belief systems are when it comes to twin flames there's a book called the gospel of the beloved companion and it's a really really beautiful book and it is the lost gospel of mary magdalene called the gospel of saint thomas because her gospel well it wasn't allowed to be revealed at the time because she was a woman and it details the love between yeshua and mary magdalene and their union for each other and it's deeply beautiful language and it's deeply beautiful in terms of being of service together and what that love means, what that unconditionality of love means. And I, it's a good, it's a great book to read, you know, if you, if you just want to lose yourself in something. So we do have this concept of beloveds, Isis and Osiris, Yeshua and Mary Magdalene. We do have this idea that these two incredible beings come together and as they come together, they are of huge service to this planet. Um, and that their mission is is accelerated when they are in union. And that their whole individuals, when they're not in union, but they, they really raise the vibration when they are in union. What seems to happen with these couples, though, is that one of them tends to leave the planet before the other. Like, there is still a separation. You know, it, we don't have stories of 
the beloveds came together and they lived happily ever after till they were a hundred years old and they both died. You know, we don't really have those stories in our mythology, um, in our history, in our spiritual texts. What we tend to get is this separation and this pain and this longing. It's it's there in the the gospel of the beloved companion. You know, Yeshua leaves Mary Magdalene. She's left to carry on his ministry without him, um, as the mythology goes. Um, and then he is in another dimension and she's on planet Earth and that's how they continue their unions. So actually they're together for a very short space of time in terms of their actual union um, and the ministry that she continued and the ministry that she carried out. And we see this quite a lot in our mythology of the Beloveds and the Twin Flame. And so I wonder, you know, is this a mythology that we've that has always been there, this concept of being with our beloved, of raising the vibration, but that, you know, this is such an incredible union that it can't be on planet Earth at the same time, or if it is, then, um, you know, it's going to be rife with attack, it's going to be rife with obstacles, because there's so much density for us to move through, and that we have this mythology, and then this mythology has somehow become a truth, as mythology does, what is the line between illusion and truth, storytelling and truth, and then this truth has become big business. I don't have an answer to these questions and I actually don't have an opinion. You know, I could sway either way sometimes. Um, I know what my truth is. I know what my experiences have been, but just because that's my truth and my experiences doesn't make it universal. So um, I'm putting these questions out there so you can start to ask them for yourself and do a little bit of investigation. And a lot of the time people come to me and they say, I've met my twin flame. And then they talk through the relationship and it often sounds like quite a destructive relationship. You know, it sounds like something that was there to teach them a lesson in what needed healing in their life. And now it's passed because the lesson has been learned. But I see people's longing and desire to hold on to this relationship, this inability to let go, to feel like they're never going to forget this person. And I don't know, I can't give the definitive answer and say this person is your twin flame or not, because no one can give us that answer. It's only you. And your answer is dependent on what you believe a twin flame to be and whether you believe that union is possible and whether you believe that it is, you know, what are the characteristics? Because your deep-seated beliefs are going to manifest this into your everyday life. And so this is a question to ask of yourself. What are your deep-seated beliefs when it comes to twin flames? Is it that they'll be in separation? Is it that there's meant to be pain? Is it that they don't exist? In which case, that's what you're going to keep manifesting because that's what you believe, so that's what you're looking out for. That's how we live our lives. We have a belief and we look for things that, that, um, that back up that belief you know, because that gives us security, whether that belief is based in any kind of fact or truth, it doesn't matter. It's our belief. And it may be formed at a young age, it may be imprinting, it may be programming. But we have that and we look for other things that verify that. And then there's a whole set of other experiences that happen to us that go against that belief. And we don't acknowledge those, we don't file those, we don't, we don't look at those. We just look at those things that happen in our life that verify what we believe. And so, I think shaking things up and shaking up our consciousness is about reevaluating our experiences and saying, well, yes, I may have had a very intense experience with this person, but you know what? I also had a very intense experience with someone else, or I had a very calming experience with someone else. Could that person have been my twin flame? Because actually it didn't feel chaotic. It didn't feel painful. And yes, my wounds came up to be healed, but they were healed very quickly. Um, these are questions for you to ask yourself. They're not questions that anyone can answer for you. Um, and I put these questions out there just to stir the collective pot, you know, just to get things going, just to see where we're at, because we seem to have become a bit stuck when it comes to twin flames. 
and it has become big business. And that is a big red flag for me. That's a big warning sign. Who's making money out of this? Certainly not the people that are in pain, that are suffering, that are wanting love in their lives. And who are these couples that have found miraculous, harmonious union, but none of their clients seem to be able to? There's a couple out there that believe that they are the the incarnated, um, freshly incarnated Jesus and Mary Magdalene. And yet you see how they live their lives and they post stuff on YouTube about how they have big cars and big houses and what fancy lifestyle they've got. And that's, to me, is not the truth of Jesus and Mary Magdalene and their ministry. Um, That feels weird. And really, you know, when people are doing that, they're basically telling you that they've made a lot of money out of your suffering. So I think it's important we ask these questions because it's become such big business and that we come to answers that feel very still and peaceful and good to us. Um, and then when we know what our belief is around twin flames and, and, and what we need help with, we're better placed to find the help that we need. Um, because, you know, Google twin flame and you'll have a thousand people who want to help you for varying degrees of money, but you need to know what specific help you need. Is it wounds that you need addressing? Is it life purpose? Is it something other? I do offer sacred union sessions. I don't offer twin flame sessions. And sacred union sessions really are about coming into harmonious union and sacred union with your beloved. Whether your beloved is a soulmate, twin flame, twin ray or whatever. You know, I don't give it a label. But it's about the person that you're in a relationship with, whether that's yourself or your partner. And how you can elevate that relationship to a sacred level on every level. Um, and the wounds that are coming up and how they can be addressed and and so forth. And that is on the website, sacredspacehealing.org. So please have a look. And if any of that resonates with you, do drop me a line and it will be my honor to assist you in some way. Um, But really, this is just asking that question, do twin flames exist? Um, Yeah, I look forward to any comments I may receive. Um, and And I hope it stirs something in your consciousness um and and let's see where that line of questioning takes you wherever you may be in your life at this time i wish you much joy love and abundance until the next time so it is and so it shall be